Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Little Empire podcast. We're doing a mini festival with your favourite shows in Auckland, New Zealand on February 25th and 26th. Details and tickets are at littleempirepodcast.com slash live. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to the friend zone. With Tim and Guy from The Worst Idea of All Time. It's sort of a mini uh, podcast within a podcast, isn't it, Guy? Hi, Guy. Hi, Tim. It is, uh, can I just say, yes. and whether or not you choose to keep this in the friend zone or remove it. Hey, it I've sounds... told you once, I'll tell you a thousand times, I do not edit this okay. shit, and I refuse it's... to edit it. It sounds like you're recording it within a glass uh, sort of conical shape. Um, yeah, it, it certainly sounds like you're some distance away. And that there is a body of glass between us. Wow, you don't know how right you are. I've got um, there's a lot of things involved at the moment, but I'm talking to you, guy, on an iPod that was on top of a glass. But I'll uh, remedy that because obviously it's not sounding good for you. Um, you have hit the friend zone on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Fifty One has just concluded. A lot of uh, um, ill feeling is in the air. Ill feeling for Timbo because I just ate a whole pizza by myself and the carbs have caught up with me and I feel wretched. Um, Guy, your disappointment's a little more sports motivated. Uh, it certainly is, i got to say. Uh, you know, I really wanted the Falcons to win the Super Bowl and they didn't. Um, but hey, isn't that what being a sports fan is all about? Is sometimes being satisfied and other times being crushingly disappointed. And usually the disappointment outweighs the satisfaction. Why do we do it? Who's to say? Why invest so much time and energy into something that you have no influence over? Why associate with a team who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, a city so far away I've never been before? These are the questions I've been confronting as I rode a train from central Perth to the beautiful abode I'm currently staying in, in West Leaderville. Uh, that is a small suburb, not too far out of the CBD of Perth, where I'm broadcasting to you live at the time, right now. Do you, have you got a ground temp? Uh, ground temp, I would say we're over 30. I am wet. Uh, that I'm wet, and I have neither showered nor been for a swim today, if that answers your question. If that paints a very vivid and damp picture for you. Yes, yeah, disgusting. 
um, for our American listeners, that's about a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, and it's probably not far off in New Zealand as well, celebrating its National Day, Waitangi Day. Um, it is, I reckon, about twenty-eight degrees out there. Guy, should we jump into the mailbag? Yeah, I think we surely should. Just by the way, uh, so everyone knows, if you do hear the sweet sound of farmyard animals, most specifically birds, uh, that's because I'm currently in the company of several ducks, a few chooks. Uh, some red-tailed cockatoos, and whatever else happens to be passing by. I'm staying with some billets, uh, the lovely Georgian pig, and they own like a, in the sort of in the heart of Perth, or close to, a sort of a quarter-acre farmyard-style uh, block. It's very cool. I'll make sure to get some of it in my selfie for this episode of The Friend Zone. I've never had a good... Um handle on the non-clementia associated with billeting. Are you the billet or are they the billet for having you? I'm being billeted. Right. Uh, so I guess they're my billets. And you're the bi- billetee? I'm the <laughs> billeteur. I think it's a military term that's really? been reappropriated for yeah people who aren't in the military, like me, a civilian. Hmm. hmm. James... I won't say his last... Oh, no, the first thing he says is feel free to read my, read my name out. James Roach says, Hey, up, boys from Yorkshire, England. As an Englishman, I will often choose English UK over English US on many websites. My question is, therefore, what do two Kiwis choose, UK or US English? Plus, have you guys noticed how similar Joel Schumacher and Akiva Goldsmith sound to Michael and Patrick King? P.S., could Guy make sure Kane Williamson comes back to Yorkshire? Cheers, James. Do you have a preference in um, your American or British-flavoured English language? I certainly do. Uh, we are, first and foremost, a colony. And therefore, yes. the uh, version of the English language that was imposed on me from birth has been UK English. Uh, yeah. Unnecessary use and all. Oh, get rid of them, eh? The funny thing is... Um, oh no, I guess we do it in both directions, don't we? We we add syllables and we add use. Yeah. Um, all we over don't the have, shop. Something isn't fabulous in New Zealand, it's fabulous. And um, even though we spell <laughs> aluminum, this is so bad. I always I screw up the Kiwi pronunciation of that word every time I say it. I've been trying Aluminium. To, there you go. I've been trying to like train myself into it recently because it's embarrassing that at almost age 30, I still don't know how to say it in my national dialect. Um, here's a note from Chris. Guy, are you listening? Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Sorry, the birds are just they're making themselves known. No, are you hearing right. them? Yeah, I'm getting them loud and clear. Is it a duck? That's good. Yeah, yeah, that was a duck. Fabulous. Um, had to donate after listening to episode 31. I don't know if it was the environment or what, but it's my absolute favourite episode of the worst idea of all time. Keep up the good work, boys. Love listening to you each week. Thank you so much, Chris. That's Chris, fuck it, I'm going to say it, Chris Borrell, who um, chucked us a, a cheeky tenor on the PayPal. And thanks. I would like to stop... De- Sorry, you say thank you first, guy. I don't want to interrupt I was going to say thanks to, thanks to Chris. People have responded very positively to that episode of the podcast. Um... I, I think, and, you know, it, it, I think it just it goes some ways to mitigating what was quite a frustrating recording experience as Tim and I were literally 30 centimetres from each other and yelling <laughs> into each other's faces. <laughs> um, I just want to uh, take a note to say to all of the people who have, who have given us money, 
um, you've really changed the texture of what this whole project is in such a positive way. Um, the first year, you know, this thing is sort of a reward unto itself because the guy and I get to hang out and we're doing something ridiculous. And, uh, it, you know, um, obviously copped a, a little bit of attention in certain parts of the internet and around the world. And we've got a, a bunch of people listening, which is so wonderful. But you get into that <laughs> third go around and you think, oh, oh, she's tough. But um, just the, the vote of um, support that you guys throw away in the in the method of monetary cash is so awesome and vindicating and it makes life better so thank you so much to anyone who has given us any amount of money really really appreciate it it has not gone unnoticed i've got a big old message for you here you interested yeah maybe it can bring me out of my pizza slump okay she's a big one dear friendly should i get a glass you know what i'm gonna get a glass of water you go while 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 you're reading, I'm going to get a glass of water, but I'll be listening you mobile? to you. You'll be able to hear, hear me? Got a mobile operation. Okay. Dear friendly Tombit and Goy Montgomery. Like that. I'm writing in to thank you adorable boys for all the content you've thrown onto the internet and all the wonderful laughs I've stolen from content. I started listening to the podcast around the start of season two after Tom ran a comedy workshop that I took part in. This workshop ended with Tom saying, Please listen to the podcast. We need to start making money off this. And like a good little boy, I did start listening, and I loved it. When did you run a comedy workshop, Tom? No idea. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've accidentally started listening to the wrong podcast and someone else was running a workshop. Now, I must tell you, boys, that I'm sorry that I lied to you. I did not write this message for the sole purpose of thanking you. I have ulterior motives. Firstly, I believe I'm owed compensation for all the free advertisement I've given you boys to all of my friends and family, hashtag pay the boy, singular, which uh, is hugely problematic because it would suggest he likes one of us more than the other. Mm. This brings me to my second ulterior motive. Regarding the live show, I would love to give you boys an extra $15 and buy a $50 ticket, but there's one issue. This is uh, with reference to the the podcast festival that you're setting up in Auckland City, New Zealand. Yes, this Um, is the end of this month on February 25th and 6th. See you there, Auckland. I'm only 17 years young, and thus just too young to go to the after party. I was wondering if you could use those wonderfully imaginative brains of yours and imagine me a few months older. I <laughs> understand if you'll not partake in this tomfoolery. Either way, I look forward to seeing you fuck boys in the flesh again. Oh, P.S. Boy. Feel free to read this message on the podcast, and in the words of Beyonce, <laughs> say my name. Also, sorry for this Leviathan of a message. Le- Leviathan. Le- Leviathan. Oh, wow, this 17-year-old boy has a bit of vocabulary than me. Uh, and accordingly, I will not read out your name because I refuse to acknowledge your intelligence. It's probably a good idea too because if he does end up at that party, we need as little evidence being online as possible. That could get a lot of people in trouble. So let me be the first to say you're definitely not coming to the party and maybe I'll talk to you offline as well. But this could be yeah. like the hat thing where I Look, keep saying I'll sort it out and then it keeps going to the bottom of my to-do list. Tim I will and I get are, to the hats. are a seven and a half hour flight away and even I can see him winking right now. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a great message. I've got no recollection of doing a comedy uh, workshop. It must have been not, it's not to say it during, didn't happen. Uh, I don't remember that, heaps of stuff. That great initiative class comedians that runs during... Um, oh, yeah, maybe that was. You know, through the New Zealand Comedy Trust. That, mm. that would be my guess. Danielle writes, Hello, Tim and Guy. It's bold, eh? No funny name for us in that one. It's actually quite a rarity when we just get a straightforward, here are your Christian given names. It's quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, Danielle writes, 
I'm a great appreciator of your podcast, but I've never felt the need to drop you a line until now. Dun, I, dun, have dun. To, I have to thank you for revisiting Sex in the City 2, Ep 30 Memory Lane. Your rousing improvised scat intro to where's he going, what's he doing, etc. was an oral affront, which brought me well out of the dumps. It brought a t- happy tear to my eye and no doubt triggered tinnitus, but it was well worth it. What a beautiful manifestation of male friendship. Good luck with making it through the rest of season three. Hope to see you at the Melbourne Comedy Fest this year. Say my name if you wish. Cheers from D Zeta. From Melbourne Town. Um, D, we will be at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Are we doing a show? We are, eh? I think we've signed yeah, we, up for I that. Oh, my girlfriend's you... back. Hey, Zoe. Hi. How's it going? Hi, Zoe. She can't hear me. Um, I think we are. I think we've put in to do it. I'll come give you a kiss in a bit. I'm doing a podcast. Nice. Sorry, Guy, you were saying? <laughs> what a classy personal touch you provided to this episode of the Friend Zone. Uh, She's been out of town as, for days, mate. I haven't seen or, it. Or, as it may be, in your instance, the more than friend zone. Eh? Eh? Um, nice. I was in the friend zone and I got out of it. Quick smart. <laughs> Don't get stuck uh, in the quicksand. You weren't in the friend zone. You were in the flatmate zone, you crazy cat. Let's not get into it. Um, are we, we're doing a show in Melbourne, aren't we? <laughs> I know that we're both individually doing shows and I'm... Over 50% confident we're doing a live podcast. But, I'm uh, pretty sure we are too. That's so bad. We definitely should know whether or not that's the uh, case. Honestly, dude, I'm just up to my eyeballs and stuff <laughs> that I don't know about. Um, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, D, I reckon, I reckon we are. And as always, um, keep your eyes glued to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash worst idea of all time. Absolutely. Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. I got a big message for you here. You're gonna throw love it, it at me. Yeah. Dear Tim, the cool man Taylor. Yes. And Guysmo, the semi erect conquistador. <laughs> I mean right your on. one your one I felt was much more obvious in its lineage. I can't quite put my finger on what makes me a semi erect conquistador, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the message continues. Just wanted to say how great it was to meet you both at now here this festival in Anaheim this October. Woo. So you boys in the hall the day before your show, and you were as personable, as friendly as I knew you'd be, since you are indeed my friends. Yes. The reason I'm writing you is that on my flight to Chicago, where I was headed to visit my sister, I was on the same plane as the New Zealand All Blacks, who are unfortunately Whoa. on their way to receive their first loss to Ireland in quite a few years. Well, let me mm. tell you, it was our first loss in a, in, in a few years. It was our first loss to Ireland in quite literally forever. Alas, they were some of the largest and friendliest fellows I've come across in my travels, without a doubt. Thanks for the hours of laughs and for all the great content you boys are a part of. And feel free to use my name on the friend zone of this absurdly long message somehow makes its way into its ether. Sincerely, Zach Coomer in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, so Zach, Zach was going from Kentucky to the Windy City of Chicago and encountered a New Zealand rugby team playing the Irish Lads. That is a yeah, truly international quest- message. It begs the question, what were the All Blacks doing in Louisville? Well, it sounds like he was on a plane in Chicago, though, right? To oh, Chicago. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Look, I, yeah, it's a fair question. Maybe there was some connection. That, I don't know. I'd Maybe they were, they were enjoying some of that trademark southern hospitality. 
maybe um, the ABs had run out of Red Bull to accompany their sleeping pills and had to, for some reason, go to Kentucky to pick up a bit more. That's right. That was our version of a, of a sporting scandal, for those of you listening and curious, is our professional athletes, instead of taking illegal drugs, sometimes when they want to go out for a night on the bash without putting any uh, sort of toxins in their body, They'll take prescription sleeping pills <laughs> and have a lot of energy drinks because I guess they saw the movie Role Models once, uh, and apparently that gives you quite a confusing and enjoyable rush of, I don't know, energy? High. My understanding is if you can stay awake past the bit where it's uncomfortable, you get quite a heady head of steam up on it. I see. Well, there you go. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to say that. I did it once. I just remembered several <laughs> years ago. How'd you go? After the, after the news broke. Um, I got to tell you, Tim, I don't remember the last several hours of the night and uh, the reports back to me the next day were none too flattering. Well, that, you've become a, uh, an unfortunate victim of gonzo journalism. Another fatality. Um, hey, here's one without a message, but Andrew, thank you for the $10. Your last name is hard to pronounce. Thank you indeed for the $10. Here's one that isn't a long message, and I don't even know if it is um, meant for public consumption, but all it is is a message to the Worst Letter of All Time Facebook page mm. saying, did I ever tell you serrations suck? Um, and then... What's a was, serration? Well, you know, like a serrated edge. Right, okay. So I wrote back saying anything with a serrated edge, and uh, five minutes ago we got a message back saying... I can make an exception for bread knives. And that is the extent yeah. of our correspondence with this See, person. Now, we don't get a lot of this, but this is the kind of correspondence I quite like coming through. Non sequiturs, uh, things that really don't connect with the subject matter at hand, but just some, some commentary and some questions about other things. Throw them our way. I'd love to try and tackle them. That is good stuff. I'm actually just, if you're, I, this is slightly out of line, but I've just got up to a uh, history of uh, communication with this person. Mm. Uh, and the first thing that opened our correspondence with them was a message from them saying, Miscusi Jascusi, which one of you promised to bathe in the Jascusi as punishment? I want to see it. You two are the Sasha Gray of comedy. So, I don't know. Those are high great. stakes. We need to stop making bets like that, don't we? Yeah. I don't know who Sasha Gray is either, but um, I you know I appreciate anyone reaching out to us in any form. So thank you very you much. Know, as soon punter. as you said her name, I um, googled her, and apparently she is a former pornographic actress who is now an actress, model, author, and musician. Um, who was I believe it said somewhere Entourage, maybe. Oh. Well, I I guess if, if you think that we're multimedia um, sort of mavericks then we are the Sasha Gray of comedy, and I thank you. Duncan has sent us a message with an accompanying image. It's in black and white, and it is an old pic of Destiny's Child with the words, Say My Name, and bold text over the top of it. So, Duncan Eason, you got it. Dearest Guybly, Wibly, and Tim Tim, you have a weird... Oh, I have a weird job in which I do math and listen to your ramblings concurrently. They seem to use different parts of my brain. As I write this, I'm listening to season two for the third time. Jesus. Having started it today on Tuesday, uh, I just got to the fucking five-hour episode again. Yes, that is 40 episodes in four days. And I can't believe you ridiculous fellow Kiwis did that. You are idiots. It's been more than a little weird, compressing 40 hours a week of your descents into madness into four days. Excuse me. 
I think I've gone a little mad myself. And so I have given you 20 US dollars. Buy some Lion Brown or something. Oh yeah, the good stuff. Loving the new season. Keep it up, etc. Dr. Duncan Eason. I am actually not joking. <laughs> I think on the doctor bit. P.S. Even though I live in the same country as you, I actually found out about this from your Spontaneation appearance. You should thank that Paul too. I thank my lucky Pauls every night before I go to sleep. I say thank you to Paul Shear, and I say thank you to Paul F. Tompkins. I look up I at say, the stars, and I appreciate them every single night without fail. I say thank you to Paul McGregor, who was uh, with me from year one all the way through to year 13, a guy who I've lost contact with. Um, we always got along just fine. He was very intelligent. His father was a terrifying South African dentist, and his older brother was a prefect and a stickler for the rules. Paul, I love you. Arthur, I do not forgive you for the way you treated me in high school. Do they play some pretty mean football in that family? Are they good rugby boys? No. Paul was a, a hockey player, I believe, and he was no slouch on the violin either. This one comes from Thomas, who writes, Tim Burland and Notorious G-U-Y. Just, just before you get into that guy, because you really took us on a tangent there, I just do want to acknowledge Dr. Duncan and say thank you very much for the for the um, oh, yeah. Lion Brown money. You're a legend. Yeah, and congratulations on being able to write a message while listening to a podcast. I was actually trying to write, uh, do some work this morning while watching the Super Bowl, and let me tell you, those two parts of my brain cannot work concurrently at all. I'm with so, As we were, Tim Berland and Notorious GUI, I fouled you, you good, brilliant boys. I promised you I'd keep up and watch the Citizen Kane of our time with you week in, week out. But it didn't happen. Oh, this person. The 19th time. <laughs> this person. This is only the 19th time I've seen it, and I'm pretty sure it could be the last. <laughs> I'm a fan of Zicoli and all his endeavours, but this is not one of them. Yes. I continue to applaud you, putting yourself through this, and hope that the donation I sent makes up for breaking my promise. You provide me with laughs aplenty while I drive around all day. That's my job. And I can't wait for you to cribble to clear the clear demand and provide us with a fourth season. Sorry to beg like a side room DJ at a Valley nightclub, but a shout out on the friend zone would fill me with the joy of a thousand summer fest gyrating tweens. Say my name too. With whatever accent takes you, I love you boys. X, P.S., a concrete and diamonds t-shirt would be purchased by myself, and not just for me, but for all my mates too. From Thomas Beverly Andrews. Wow. Just like the Where's My Five Hundo Bro, we are fast heading into a zone where we can't imagine life outside of the podcast. So I don't know if that means we're staying in it or we're going to leave it and never return, but either way, it's not good for our mental health. So just, you know... Respect the process. The process is this is our last season, just to be clear (laughs) with you, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do need to recognize the conditions that, I'm sorry, I have set on that, which is also, um, if there's another Grown Ups movie, I've at the minimum committed myself to that, and I'm pretty sure I've got you on the record as agreeing with me on the Sex and the City one, because it seems so unlikely. What I will say to you is this, Tim. If either of those movies are released, mm-hmm. you and I are going to sit in a room and we're either going <laughs> to, I don't know, we're either never going to come out of that room mm. or we are going to come out of that room and pursue, we're going to chase greatness, I guess. But look, do you, until when you say we're not happen, coming out of, the, do, do you mean that in more of a metaphorical sense, like how some people never came back from Woodstock? You know what I mean? Like uh, mentally, spiritually? 
I don't know what I mean by it. I just mean that we'll go into a room and either by agreeing or disagreeing with each other, a decision will be reached that means that we will no longer be emotionally or mentally available to anyone else. <laughs> We're speaking in riddles. Here's a message from Michael. Michael writes, Dear Tambit and Moy Gontgomery. It's good spoonerisms there. Um, so many nicknames. Greetings from the great city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the cheesesteak, as tasty as it sounds if you've never had one. I went without my daily dosage of this regional delicacy and threw you boys the fliff necessary to procure one. That is a term for money I've never heard before. F-L-I-F-F. Enjoy all the Kiwi food 10 US dollars will afford you, and thank you for the great shows and buckets of laughs. Your friend, Michael Pangrazy. Thank you for the pronunciation guides as well, people. When you put it in um, brackets like that, it's super helpful. P.S. It's perfectly fine if you've already read my name. Love Every Moment is the YOLO of this podcast. L-E-M-L-O-D should catch on quickly. Oh, yeah, right. Lemlod. That's Love Every Moment, Love Every Day. No, it isn't. Where's the O coming from? I don't know. know. Uh, P.P.S. Don't eat cheesesteaks on the rig. I plan to live past 35. Okay, Michael, from the city of brotherly love, thank you very much for that. I, have you had a Philly cheesesteak before? I have not. Have you? I was. Nah. I watched. I watched some. Uh, it's always sunny on the plane ride over here, and mm. I got to tell you, that show makes me laugh mostly, but also want to go to Philadelphia. It makes you want to go or not go? It makes me want to go. Not that I think that's the point of it, but I just. Yeah. You know, you watch a show that's set in a city long enough, you inevitably wind up wanting to go to that city. That's true. I'm still trying to get to the island from Lost. This message comes from <laughs> a person which says, Love the show. I've listened to all three seasons. One problem. Oh, this is like a troubleshooting question. If I pause, try to fast forward, get a phone call, the episode goes back to the very beginning. This makes it almost impossible to listen to the whole episode. There's no this. way you can hold us accountable for that. That is definitely something to do with the app. Yeah. At Surely. the end of it, there's also a confession that they listen to Bonus of the Heart. So uh, you're on your own there, but uh, you've got good taste. You just need a good podcasting app as well. I will yeah. move on from that message immediately. Was there um, any indication whether it was an iPhone or, a, or something else? No, it was a very mysterious message. I wish this you one, the best of luck, but it's something we cannot help with. I'm sorry. This is, this is a good one. Boys, love the podcast, but my question has nothing to do with it. In as nice a way as possible, and without sounding like a serial killer, you guys have great skin. Do you have a skincare regime? Always been gifted with a great complexion. Love to hear what's the haps vis-a-vis the old face skin situation. Live every moment, love every day, and be good boys. What a charming uh, correspondent writer mm. the answer is um absolutely not um i had uh a lot of acne as a teenager i think it's just because i've been drinking less that my um skeleton protector has started to level out a little bit more in my older age just calm down with the booze yeah it's a pretty good strategy i say as i sip a cold beer what um, about you guy you had good I, skin? I had, bad, no, I had bad skin as a teen. I went on a very powerful drug called Roaccutane. That stuff ch- really wreaks havoc with your um, liver. Yes, yeah, so I've heard. Um, 
I think they. Ch- I remember actually. I I don't know if when I you took it, it was called Rakuten or something else, but there were friends who took it when it was Rakuten, and then mm. because of the ramifications it had on people's bodies, they changed the name to a different thing, and I took the one that was the same but with a different name, and it's been good since then. I try to moisturize regularly, but. Um, no, the other thing that you might be seeing is the excellent use of um, filters provided yeah. by different cell phones and applications on said cell phones. They just build them in these days as well. You've got no control over them. They just they just do it. That wizardry yeah. is all behind it. It's a very nice thing for you to say, but I mean, I don't. I mean, I think our skin's fine now, guy. I wouldn't say that either of us have exceptional skin. I'd say you've got better skin than me if it's going to come down to that. But um, it, it doesn't need to. <laughs> I think the photos are um, are being pretty kind. So, all of that to say, um, slow down on the drinking, get some sunshine. That's the other thing. It's summer here at the moment, so we're outside a lot. We're at the beach. We're getting a bit of sun, which always helps. And just um, you know, work with what you got, I guess. Sorry, I can't be more helpful with the skincare regime question though. Jared Kelly, and I love this because we haven't had one of these for a while, but gave us a buck just to write us a message, which is excellent. Jared says dear tim curry and guy fieri i found your delightful podcast last year and have been a huge fan ever since i'm throwing you both a bone today because of my job i work in the health food supermarkets dairy department on the average day i'll throw my hood on to see what's in mr big's big book of ideas oh i get it he's wearing a hoodie so it's like to hide the headphones uh, what coffee guy is up to and what hat he is wearing or simply to get sentimental with james reed of the feelers on extraordinarily shitty days when a customer chews me out because of the price of salary went up 25 cents a pound acting like i have a monopoly on the salary growth in the southwest us even though i don't even fucking work in produce i throw on the five hour energy episode to remind myself things could be much worse i wish i could hashtag pay the boys more but i'm a broke college kid who can't even afford the uh, food at the health food market he works at. Kia Kaha boys. Kia fucking Kaha. JJ Kelly. That message yeah. was so good, I think it even got a rise out of Zoe. Zoe That's liked wonderful. that one. I didn't know Thumbs Zoe up. was sitting in on this. God, I always thought kids in uh, school, I'm sure we've talked about this before, anyone in school who had the nickname JJ, I was like, oh, you are so cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's a weird one. I got one for you. I got one for you, bud. Thanks, JJ. I hope that um, I hope the fresh food market treats you well. Hey, boys. Just wanted to update you on a recent find I came across while sifting through the new shows on Viceland. Or Viceland. <laughs> Hamilton Morris, open parenthesis, chemist, TV personality, reporter for Vice, and son of famous documentarian er- Errol Morris, close parenthesis, hosts an excellent and terrifying episode of his show Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia Surrounding PCP titled A Positive PCP Story. Hamilton traces the history and production of PCP across the US from its first synthesis to its contemporary rep as a cannibalism-inducing psychoactive of death and destruction. Beside having a great short documentary, Hamilton interviews a former member of the Wu-Tang Clan who claims to have experienced a playful and cartoonish version of reality while walking around the streets before returning home and castrating himself with a kitchen knife. Whoa, shit. And open parenthesis, who knows what James Reed has in that little MacBook Pro of his close parenthesis. Keep up the good work, and here's to hoping for a PC prawn salad ep soon. And oh, then he sent us, God. He sent us a link um, to the documentary. Um, firstly, I'm absolutely going to watch that documentary. I have never seen a... Um, I, I haven't even heard of Hamilton Morris before, but Errol Morris has made a number of excellent films, not least of which Fog of War in which um, 
there's a sit-down extended chat with former Secretary of Defence Robert McNamara, who was in charge for much of the US's ill-fated venture in Vietnam. It's a bloody good watch, and all Americans should view it immediately. Um, and then he did another one more recently with someone that I can't remember what it was. But so you're telling us to do PCP after announcing that a member of the Wu Tang Clan cut his own balls off after having quite a happy trip, like that. I feel like Tim, you're focusing on the wrong part of that story, which was he enjoyed a cartoonish version of reality while walking through the street. This I is mean, like saying you were having a pleasant drive before you ploughed into like the back of a truck and lost an arm, but the focus well, on being on the pleasant drive. Yeah, it's all about the way you look at memories. <laughs> if you remember the pleasant drive prior to the, the, the plowing into the back of the truck, mm. you're probably going to have a better night's sleep. I can't argue with that, um, because I won't. But those were hot tips. It's a hot doco tip. I've got just two messages left, guys. Should I try and get through them? Yeah, yeah, I've got one message left. So just, you know, there's no rush. Oh, great. We've got a little sandwich then. Uh, <laughs> someone calling themselves Eddie Spaghetti has written to us saying... Dear Tombola and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. First time, first, oh, long time, first time. Oh, oh yeah, no, this one's a new one. Uh, I was compelled to write to you after hearing your most recent viewing of Maximum Joseph's Cry for Help, We Are Your Friends. I've listened to every episode of your Tour de Force, in many cases twice, but your most recent output was so special, so next level, so extraordinary, that I thought it was time, uh, I thought now was the time to put finger to email. As an early 30s male, you summed up my awkwardness, disdain, but also love for the days of the club. Haven't we all been that poor guy holding on to the bar for dear life? My wife is pregnant with our first child, a boy. I gather he can hear sounds now, so I'd love for him to hear a shout out from your wonderful selves in those Kiwi tones we know and love. I'm not telling you how to do your job, but there are some potential things to say to him. At a rate of knots, every kiss is a gift. You're a real piece of shit, Guy Montgomery. And lastly, friend of the podcast, Rose Matafeo. Oh, wow. He's in deep, huh? Those are all great sentences. I need to start hashtag paying the boys because you truly are outstanding gentleman whose banter keeps me smiling. You've got a person on the way. You've got to keep your shit on lockdown. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, Thank you for the laughs, tears, and much more. Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. Ed Tang, Great Britain. Great message from Great Britain. Do you want to have a um, have a run at a couple of those those catchphrases, guy? Yeah, certainly. I, I do believe. In fact, I haven't given anyone who listens to the Friends Zone a gift for a while, and it is still the new year. I'm making a deep run this year. My previous record was April. I'm going for May. So happy New Year to one and all. For a kiss is always a gift. Uh, I got a message here. And let me take the opportunity to say you're a real piece of shit, Guy Montgomery. Incorrect. G'day, Timbotron and Guyman2000. Last year at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, you all let me into your friend zone, and we definitely did nothing illegal. Wow. Anyhow, after that, I accepted a beer and ate your chips across the road. I can't so much donate money to hashtag pay the boys right now, but I'll be in Auckland for the cricket this weekend. That was the weekend just been. If I find you all, I'll repay that shit at a bar or the cricket. Otherwise, this year's MICF, I'm going to buy the boys some chips and beers because it's only fair. Thanks for the good times. I'll spare you both a gift when I see you next because a kiss is always a winner. Did I get that right? I promise I know what's up. 
<laughs> also, bring in Aaron Gox to your shows during Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Love, love, love. Thank you very much, Brad. Brad, um, good to hear from you, buddy. If anyone ever wants to help us out and they're in an area where we're doing stand-up comedy, I cannot put into words how um, how helpful it is for you to come to our shows or even just instruct other people to do so if you can't yourself. Um, that a, is a phone, 100% a phone call, correct. A tweet, a Facebook, a text massage, whatever you choose to use to communicate to people. Every night you're going out there not knowing if people are going to be in the room with you. And I tell you what, stand-up comedy is an incredibly sad pursuit uh, when no one's there to absorb it. All true information. But good on you, Brad. Hope the cricket was good. Was it good, guy? It was so good. I assume he was supporting Australia, but either way, it was a gripping match that fans of both teams would have enjoyed from start to finish. Good, good, good. I really like sports, eh? You do. You're never a really, sports guy. Never really occurred to me until just now. Uh, all right, Tim, do you want to bring it home? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, pretty sure I haven't read this one before, but it's a little bit older. Dear Tim Timoney, Tim Timoney, Tim Tim Taru, and super guy fragilistic Montgomery Aladocious. Uh, Huge Branson, Mary Poppins fan on the line. Yeah, McCall Branson here from Ray Lee, North Carolina. Feel free to use my full name. Is this the one that drew us into the whole how to pronounce Ray Lee thing? Oh, maybe it's in response to that. Anyway, uh, you've already read the first half of my previous email when one friend's owner said my name in full in another. Just wanted to chime in. So this is like number three. All right, McCall. Good God. I just wanted to chime in with a few more fun facts about my home state, otherwise known as the Old North State. I assure these facts are much more fun than the fact that our state legislative districts were ruled unconstitutional by federal court for being, and I quote, drawn with surgical precision to disenfranchise minority voters. That fact isn't very fun at all. But these ones are, number one, the state motto of North Carolina is Kese quam videri, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, uh, which is Latin for to be rather than to seem. So that's why our fairly uneducated officials endeavor so fervently to not just seem like bigoted crackpots, but rather to be bigoted crackpots. I'm going to take a, a pause here, Guy. I'm, it's Tim here. Hi. Hi. Hi, Tim. <laughs> McCall keeps just lobbing these um, highly political bombs into the friend zone, which I'm sort of into, personally, but I'm just not sure if it's matching the tone of hanging out with a bunch of chooks in Perth and uh, <laughs> celebrating the great friendship we have with, with our fans across the world, you know? It's certainly... Uh, uh... <laughs> I don't know if much needed is the right turn of phrase, but it's a jolt, isn't it? It's a change yeah. of pace. Yeah. So, so I should keep going? Is that what you're saying? No, there's nothing for it, Tim. It's the last message of the episode. If people don't want to get involved <laughs> in the muck and the mire, they can tune out right now. If you choose to do that and you are in Perth, please come and see my show. Details to follow. Facto, <laughs> our state bird is the cardinal. The male cardinal is bright red and prone to loud mating displays, much like many members of our state house. Number three, our state folk dance is clogging, no doubt to evoke the image and spell of a property block toilet to remind everyone of everything the legislature is doing to benefit our lives, including their apparent, their apparent obsession with the bathroom habits of their constituents. Number four, our state hearing festival is the hearing festival held in the town of Jamesville. That's a thing for some reason. Uh, hearing spelled H-E-R-R-I-N-G, like the fish. Wait, fish or bird? Bird. Maybe both. Uh, fact five. And finally, our, our state marsupial is the, is the Virginia opossum because there is literally no other marsupial in North America. Anyway, 
Hope you enjoyed these facts and they met your standard for fun. Keep up the good work, boys. I hope to scrape together enough of my meager earnings as a fabric cutter in a denim workshop to finally hashtag pay the boys. Cheers. McCall Branson. Proud uh, Tahil. A nickname for North Carolinians that I promise is not as racist as it sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see how you get that. Didn't cross my mind till you said that, but... McCall, good to hear from you again. Um, great fact about there being one marsupial in North America, the Virginia opossum. Uh, it certainly it certainly was. And Tim, let me tell you, this is as good a time as any to end the podcast as uh, one of my gracious hosts has, yes. uh, has sort of expressed physically rather than with words an interest mm. in entering the current area that I am mm. uh, and immediately... Uh, retreated upon seeing me with a microphone in hand and headphones in ears. So I would like to free up the space yes. for them. Yes, I would also definitely. like to encourage anyone who lives in Perth or knows anyone in Perth to come along to see my show. Let's all get in a room together starting tomorrow on Tuesday, the 7th of February and running until Saturday, the 11th of February. It's at 6.40pm at Noodle Palace. If you want information, head along to guymontcomedy.com and it's all underneath the shows tab. Right, that's us, mate. Thanks for that's joining us. me. I look, I look forward to watching the movie with you at some point soon. Um, obviously, we'll be doing a Trans Tasman watch, and the sound quality will be better than me recording on a cell phone and you on a. Uh... Oh no, yours will be about the same, but yours is pretty good. So good to hear from you, mate. I'm yeah. sorry about the Super Bowl loss. That's okay. Don't say sorry to me. Say sorry to the people of Atlanta who actually have enjoyed a cultural renaissance while still struggling. Uh, as you know, the also rands of the sports world. God, I just feel bad for Matt Ryan. See ya. Bye. Well, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time? Yes, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're in New Zealand, come join us for the Little Empire Mini Festival on February 25th and 26th in Auckland. All your favourite shows will be there, including The Worst Idea of All Time, The Male Gaze, The Walkout Boys and Bonus of the Heart. Details and tickets at littleempirepodcast.com slash live. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.